talk about people in power. The people in power made this country what it is. Yes. Yeah, we you're damn right they did. Right. <laughs> they made it what it is. What the hell is it, man? No. I mean, we killed a million people in Vietnam. Don't you feel that's a little, that's damaging the, the public image of the country? I mean, they, they killed a million people. What do you think Malai was? What do you think Malai was? You know, goddamn Coney Island trip? You are responsible for any image that the world has of us. People like you. Thousands of demonstrators opposed to the Vietnam War assembled in the nation's capital for a mass protest. For the most part orderly, Minor scuffles did occur between the demonstrators and hecklers. A three-hour parade takes the demonstrators across the Potomac on their way to the Pentagon. This is It Happened One Year. A look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... 1967. Hey, everybody. We're doing it again. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It happened one year. 1967. 1967. Here we are. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, in our fabled uh, collection of road episodes. Road episodes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So here we are. It is not a holiday. It's sort Shut of a holiday. Up. It is a holiday. <laughs> okay, what's the holiday? It's International Women's Day. So it's kind of, it's not a holiday you would have gotten off from school for, <laughs> but it is a holiday, I suppose. But this yeah. is an episode where we are not in Chicago. Nope, we are There's, in uh, stunning Branson, Missouri. Currently, we sit in Branson, Missouri. So in the past, we've recorded episodes in Indiana. Yep. Uh, we recorded an episode driving across Ohio. Jesus. We recorded an episode in the Finger Lakes. These are all terrible states. Oh, we not New York. New York is nice. We recorded an episode in Palm Springs, California. Oh, that was lovely. So there's been a couple couple road episodes, yeah. but we're going to try to do a couple on this bizarre road trip we've stuck yeah. together mm -hmm. here in March. Yeah. Uh, I think it was mostly that we needed to get away from Chicago because it was cold. Yep. And we were sad. Also, in this stretch of time, like, all of the visitors to Nova Scotia is coming out, so I don't have a ton of, like... Yeah. Like setting up kind of work yeah. to be on the show. Yeah, listeners, you should know we arrange our lives around this show, and so <laughs> yeah, we were obviously. like, "When is the visitors to Nova Scotia coming out? That's going to give us a little bit of a break. Let's do the road trip then." What Sarah doesn't realize is some of that's true. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> so, I'm not even joking. Yeah, no, it did. It did all kind of line up correctly. So it did. Yeah. So also, we've talked about the fact that season two is kind of wrapping up, sort yeah. of. As as this episode comes out, this is now going to be a while from now. Sure. So, um, but we're still working through the parts of 67, but I realized going through the list, yeah. there were things we were like, we still have to get this in. Yep. Uh, there were things we really still wanted to talk about that, you know, we had meant to get around to, but the, the year just went right by. Sure did. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. We, we covered so little of 67 <laughs> in our 50 episodes or whatever. That we had done. to do that episode about Fathom. Had to do it. Had to, apparently. <laughs> R.I.P. Raquel Welsh. <laughs> but yeah, that had to happen. So, yep. um, but in, on the list originally... When we go all the way back to the beginning, we were mm -hmm. looking at the things to do. I don't pick years based on any one particular thing, right? Yeah. And especially the scripted episodes, which are things that just we happen across. You know, we'll find yeah. something and see, you know, a way to talk about it. We always wanted to do the baseball strike. We never really could figure out a way to talk about it, so that's how that came up, right? Yeah. But in looking at things to do, the scripted episode about this year, I really ended up narrowing it down to two things. And it was Shag Harbor, which is what we ended up doing, mm -hmm. and this event, this that we're going to talk about, the yeah. March on Washington October 21st, 1967. 1967, that's when it happened. Why do you think I didn't do this episode as a oh, scripted episode? Oh, I think it would have been very difficult to put audio behind the potential levitation of the Pentagon. 
Like, <laughs> also, I would have wanted that to be the ending. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually how Shag Harbor ends. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. To, uh, not to spoil it for you. <laughs> Basically, the end of that is how I would have wanted this event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it would have been way too complicated. The crowds are huge. It's having huge crowds and all the characters based on real people and how how could we and yeah. the research involved would have been way too much. I just I, I felt that it and, was the wrong And a I, lot of hippies. I feel like the acting would have been hard because everyone would have, would have needed to sound like a hippie. Kind of. And like we had some hippies in Shag Harbor, but yeah. not everybody. And the hippies we had were Oh, Aaron, Aaron Stevenson could have played oh could play Abby Hoffman yes. right now. Yes. Yeah. And and uh Buddy's uh, uh Stokes was oh, was yeah. amazing as well. Dane Bauer would make a great Jerry Rubin. Yes. So if we can actually put that together at some point. <laughs> actually, that's a really good idea. The Dane Bauer Aaron Stevenson uh, yeah. yippee movie. We yes. should try to do that. That's actually a really, really good call. Maybe when we loop back and do 1968 <laughs> in season 10. So we'll see what we can do. But, uh, but, uh, but for example, I would have made a terrible hippie. <laughs> well, see, you would probably have had to play Norman Mailer. I think it would be the only... I, you know how we do with the casting. You know, we would have had to give you something else. But Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that that's might have been fair. the way. But yeah. but yeah, so that's why... But the fact that we almost did this as the scripted episode, yeah. for like a week, I really tried to figure out a way to do it and just mm-hmm. realized it was just going to be too hard that I just then bailed on it. But I still wanted to talk about this event because I think this event is hilarious and yeah. wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. Um, what do you got for like the actual planning of this event? All of that more or less takes place in 67. It does. And there's a couple key figures that I think are worth discussing. Yes. For sure. I want to know what you've got. <laughs> okay, so when we prepared, went to prepare for this episode, I thought I was supposed to be researching the event itself. And then we went to sit down and Joe's like, so you got the formation of the event? And I was like, maybe. So we'll see how there's this goes. There's some stuff, yeah. I, there, yeah. I realize there's not a ton. This, but. this really came out of the human being the that, being. that uh, was in January 1967 Which in San Which we've actually sort of talked about yeah, a little bit. Totally. Because it was the precursor to the Lovin'. Yeah. When we did the Lovin' episode early, early Yeah. This year. Yeah, and there were a group of folks who got together. I don't have the list of all of them, which I'm sure is probably what you're looking for. But um, but the key was that Michael Bowen was like the guy who whose whose studio they all gathered at at the beginning to come up with this idea. Um, and they they were trying to plan this, you know, uh, protest against the Vietnam War, this big event. Uh, you know, they want a hundred thousand people to be there. And here's how I imagine this conversation going. They were like, oh, yeah, we should, we should do this. We should do this protest. Okay, we're all going to go to Washington. We're going to march on Washington. And then they were like, oh, we should go. This is, this is true. I'm not making this up. They thought about uh, going to the Capitol. But they decided not to go to the Capitol for reasons that are now hilarious, which uh, which are that they thought um, it might send the wrong signal to the public, suggesting that they, the marchers wanted to shut down the democratic process. Oh. So uh, yippies getting it. Uh, insurrectionist 2021. When did that happen? 2021, not getting it. So yeah. January 67, they knew this. Yes. January 2021, not as much. Yeah, it was... Jerry Rubin? Jerry Rubin. Jerry Rubin. I only wrote Rubin, oh. so I was making up his first like name. Like the sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Rubin. Yeah, they all ate Rubens, yeah. and they it got was, high. It was the guy who almost won that second season of American Idol. No. Ruben Stoddard? Stoddard? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, Ruben Stoddard was there. Yeah, he had, Clay. He had things He had things to say. Sure. Um, so they said, like, maybe the Capitol, and then they were like, no, not the Capitol. And then they were like, oh, we'll go to the Pentagon, which makes sense. It's the seat of go- the seat of war and all of that. And so they were like, we should go to the Pentagon. And then Gary Snyder, who was there, was like, no, we should exercise the Pentagon. Mm. And then Michael Bowen, who was also there, was like, no, no. We should levitate the Pentagon. One-upmanship. Yeah, we're going to levitate the, the Pentagon 300 feet in the air. And so the way I imagine it's happening is the guys that were there were like, yeah, 
okay, yeah, we'll levitate the Pentagon. And they're like, okay, let's meet about it in a month. And so they come back together and all the guys are like, all right, let's plan our march. And Michael Bowen came with plans to levitate the Pentagon. Yeah. Like he legit thought they were going to levitate the Pentagon. Sure. They went to a, a general services administrator to get a permit to levitate the <laughs> Pentagon by 300 feet. And like tied in with that was some like charge that they had for littering because I, I don't know they and there were leaflets or yeah, something. yeah there were leaflets or yeah. something and so they removed the charge for littering and the general services administrator said okay but you can only levitate at 10 feet <laughs> it's copper you can't even get that it's a compromise <laughs> compromise yeah. uh and so they said like yeah okay cool we're gonna go levitate the pentagon and they had this whole idea that they would form a circle around it that they would chant in aramaic uh, chanting using Aramaic exorcism rites and that they would rise it into the air, turn it orange, and vibrate it until all the evil emissions had fled and then the Vietnam War would end. The war would end. It would be over. What a wonderful plan. It's a it's a, it's a wild idea. Yeah. But the thing about it is, and my favorite part about this is that everyone else was kind of like, yeah, okay. But Bowen legit yeah. thought they were going to levitate the Pentagon. So before we get into the actual event, what yeah. I really like about this plot yeah. was that Michael Bowen was like was like, spent a period of time in Mexico. Oh yeah, he went to Mexico. With his guru, right? Yeah. And, and did, he got so high, he was in a coma for a month? Yeah, Did for you a month. see that? Yeah, yeah, totally. He was in a coma for a month. That's what sprung this event, basically, yeah. into existence. Yeah, he went on like a spiritual journey to Mexico yeah. with his guru. Like George Bluth in season four. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the sweat yeah. lodge. Yeah. yeah, no, he took so much, uh, I don't even know what drugs yeah, I don't he was even taking, know what it was. but he put himself sort. in a coma, got better, and then was like, guys, I've, I've seen yeah. some things, and his, we're going to levitate the Pentagon. His mind expanded to the point that levitate the Pentagon became not just a good idea, but a good in-practice thing yeah. we can actually do. Yeah, he had do. plans. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. great plan. Yeah. So, But yeah, no, I think it was basically like Timothy Leary was there. Yep. The father of LSD. Uh-huh. Uh, Gary Snyder was a poet. Ginsburg yeah. is there. And haven't we already talked about Timothy Leary like multiple times on this? Isn't he the one that wanted to be frozen? Yeah, Timothy Leary was involved in the frozen. He didn't get frozen, but he was very much involved in that story. Yep. Because he was always at the forefront of that. And I think by the time he died, which was way later, yeah. uh, he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, no, but yeah, he no, was in with that. Uh, Timothy Leary was a big counterculture figure in the 60s. So yeah. he pops up in a lot of stuff. But he has been on this show a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. He was the one who was uh, he was incarcerated and the Weather Underground broke him out. Remember oh, that story? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to talk about the event? So yeah, I think the event itself is strange because it, it does seem like when you run, you find little details about it, it's very quickly just like, yeah, it was just a march, and then it disbanded. Yeah. But there's actually a lot of weird little parts to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what I was trying to look up, and I can't actually find this for sure, is that's the march from Forrest Gump, right? I think so. I think it is, because yeah. I couldn't find that there's other Abby Hoffman stuff. Now, Abby Hoffman did get arrested for wearing the American flag shirt later. That wasn't in 67, and mm-hmm. that's clearly what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they didn't want to name him in the movie. Yeah. And it's so obvious it's him when he's wearing that shirt that yep. I think that's what that's about. That but makes sense. I couldn't find that there were a lot of other marches he was involved in in Washington yeah. around that time that were that big. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was supposed to be huge. Like I, yeah. They say 100,000 people, people were there, there. so yep. that's a serious march there. Yeah. yeah. So it started at the Lincoln Memorial where there were, like, a, it sounds like a random assortment of speeches. And musicians. And musicians. Yeah, Peter, Paul, and Mary were there. How <laughs> <laughs> great is that? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But ranging from, like, you know, real anti-war speeches to, like, sort of sexual, uh, like... Dr. Spock was there. <laughs> that's true. It was the weird group of people. Weird group of people. Yeah. yeah. I think um, Spock was like a big anti-war guy, though. So yeah. I think that it's it, it makes a little sense, but it's still a little bit like, really? <laughs> ben, ben Spock is there? Like, it's kind of strange. Okay. I don't actually know who that is. He, he wrote the baby books. Dr. Oh, Spock's what like... what to expect when you're expecting? 
No. No. But he was like... He was, oh, he wrote he, like a guide to parenting. He was the big name in like parenting oh, books. Oh, yeah. see, I thought but you later, meant the yeah. guy who played Spock. Oh, no, Nimoy wasn't. Maybe Nimoy was there. You know, yeah. I don't want to say. But uh, but no, Do- Dr. Spock and uh, Mr. Spock are not the I same. I get my Spocks confused. Sure. It's, it's but one Spock or the other. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, it was a weird group of people at the yeah. Lincoln Memorial. And then that they were there for a while, right? Yep, yep. And yeah. then they marched to the Pentagon. Right. Um, Which is across the river. Yeah, yeah, not that far. And this is what... My, my favorite part, maybe, of the story of the day is that they had this plan to drop, like, tons of daisies, literally tons of daisies onto the Pentagon. They were going to put them in a plane and drop them. Yeah. And the government found this out. They were like, no, no, you can't do that. So they seized the plane, but not the daisies. So they handed out the daisies to the protesters. And that's where all the, like, famous photographs, including one that won, like... The Pulitzer. Pulitzer, yeah. thank you. I was like some <laughs> award that's very important. Uh, came from of like protesters giving flowers to soldiers because when they yeah. got to the Pentagon, there were like lines of soldiers. Yeah, putting flowers in the barrels of guns. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, they got to the to the Pentagon. There were people there to stop them. The National Guard was not going to yeah, allow this to happen, not. and so people got arrested trying to storm the Pentagon mm-hmm. and whatnot, but that's not really the place to no. try to do that, No, and so that didn't work out. Yeah, people got beat up a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't seem like it was a big riot. It seems like they just didn't get to do everything they wanted to do. Right. I don't think it was as bad as some of this would get later, Yeah, but, yeah. but I did like some of the other plans, like Abby Hoffman's idea that like to kick off sort of the... You know, the the exorcism ritual is yeah. they were going to surround the Pentagon yeah. with people just, like, making out. Yeah. Or just, yeah. like, screwing. Like, this was actually part of this plan. Yeah. I think they actually, like, he instructed them to do that while they were there. Yeah. So, like, he got some... Oh, yeah. The people who made the march... Only half the group makes the march. I think yeah. those were the committed group. Yeah, they were totally. ready. They were ready to do totally. whatever. Yeah. They apparently, like, they did do some psychic chants there. And there was some, like, work that they did. And part of what, what made uh, Bowen think that they should go to the Pentagon in the first place... And he even that they should levitate it was the fact that it was a pentagram and right. that like represents evil forces which yeah. you know if I know my Fox Mulder I would say is true I like did you see the bit that like after the fact like because the hippies were not a popular group in like the mass media yeah. at this point and the part of the idea was people had to try to come out and like defend the Pentagon yeah, yeah. and like by this point they think that the tide had already sort of turned a little bit yep. that, like this was the first real event and, you know, I mean 67 is still fairly early in that war in mm-hmm. a lot of ways like that war mm-hmm. goes on a long time but that this was one of the first things that really got people thinking, like, you know, maybe this isn't such a great thing. Yeah. And that it demystifies the Pentagon a little bit. Yeah. And so even though it, they didn't ex- they didn't levitate the Pentagon, the exorcism, in a way, kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> Which no, is really something. <laughs> totally. I, I actually have the Ginsburg quote about that, because I thought it was so interesting. He said the Pentagon was symbolically levitated in people's minds in the sense that it lost its authority, which had been unquestioned and unchallenged until then. But once that notion was circulated in the air and once the kid put his flower in the barrel of the kid looking just like himself but tense and nervous, the authority of the Pentagon psychologically was dissolved. And I think that's really interesting. Like, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I think it actually does. I think it, it, it actually then make effect. This is the always the argument with marches, right? Yeah. Is that what exactly is this doing? Yep. But, you know, stretched out over a long enough period of time you can make the case that who knows how the war would have ended or otherwise or yep. how would things have gone. Yeah, like... You know, Nixon does eventually end that war. You can't really give him a ton of credit for it because, you know, he did bomb Cambodia. Like, there were things that (laughs) that weren't good. But, you know, it's public opinion, right? Everything comes down to public opinion. Yeah, totally. The draft virtually doesn't exist now. So that's all basically comes back more or less to this event, if you really want to get down to it. Like, they kept doing stuff as far as... uh, Moab and uh, SNCC and and the Yippies and all of that. Yep. But... 
you know, this really kicks all of that off. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the BN kind of onward. Yeah, they say that this was really the turning point in public sentiment about the war. Like, not that, like, they snapped their fingers and everyone was against the war, but it's it introduced enough doubt and enough, you know, that that just sentiment continued to grow. Yeah. But yeah, the event itself, that's a basically it. I mean, yeah. I think that it, it started to get a little contentious there was bit, yeah there was some flamethrowers filled with tear gas yeah, and, yeah yeah some rifle butts used to, to yeah. beat people around but they were there for hours like that's yeah. the other thing is that like it went on forever and they said that like uh, it was after midnight or around midnight when troops finally got most of the pro- protesters like disbanded from it so they were just there forever yeah um which is a, it's a statement right yeah. So. Also, I think it's a nice, uh, uh, you know, representation of how this can work in a protest yes. way, yes, in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, I guess partly it's because it's Washington and Virginia, like it's it's a little different. Yep. Um, considering then that this eventually leads you to Chicago, yeah, which, is, which did not go which as did well. not go as well the following yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, but but this does really create that group in a lot of ways too, mm-hmm. and it, for a couple reasons, but you know the fact that. The Yippies were only, I think, still sort of forming at this point. Yeah. Jerry Rubin is at that San Francisco meeting, but yeah. I don't know that Abby Hoffman was there. But then he is, you know, quickly involved, and they yeah. become sort of the main people at this event. Yep. Uh, and and then they basically are the main people involved in in the the Democratic National Committee yep. uh, convention uh, protest and everything. So like, there's that. Yep. And there's a couple other people, Chicago Seven people, who are involved in this. Dave Dellinger is there, and I want to say. Maybe it's just like the other organizers. The other organizing groups were there. Like the the uh, the Black Panthers had some sort of presence at mm-hmm. this, and and so they were all eventually involved in that too. Yep. Um, but Mailer is there, and yeah. I think that that whatever you want to think about Mailer, like at least he's involved in a lot of this and covered it because yeah. I think there's a lot of people. Like again, the main press wasn't that interested yeah. in co- covering this and anything besides being just oh, dirty hippies, you know, protesting yeah. the war and because they tie so much of protesting the war into protesting the troops. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they said that he like wrote, he like wrote books about it. Like he covered it in armies of the night. Yeah. 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 So the thing is that like between that and then Mailer does uh, Miami and the siege of Chicago, which covers the conventions the next year. Yeah. You know, Mailer, as much as he has a tendency to just stick himself into the middle of stuff, he's not really an objective journalist in any way. Yeah. But that's sort of his style. Like that was just yeah. what he did. Yeah. This is the high. This is the peak of Mailer doing this sort of thing. Yeah. Like it gets spotty, I think, after this and some of the other stuff he did. But like this, I think, really covering this event and being somebody willing to deal with it. From that perspective, yeah. where otherwise you have just the national media who yep. is just, you know... Not there yet. Yeah, and it's all in on the war. And, again, because it's a democratic war, it's confusing to even say who exactly... Even in 67, 68, yeah. who exactly is going to be on the right side of that, yeah. you know, as far as the press is concerned. Yep. So, it's not exactly the same world we live in now, but it's still confusing as far as, like, you know, a war that has been completely under Kennedy and Johnson. Yeah, how exactly do you protest? It's much easier to protest it when Nixon takes it over, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still war. It's still. I the mean, same they're thing. different parties than they were, you know. Like, yeah, somewhat. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, over time it evolves, but like that was you know fifty years ago. We're yeah, just yeah. we're it's the basic tenets of the parties have evolved. The basic tenets of the parties have evolved in the last twenty years. Yeah, like yeah. the Republican Party. I mean, Democratic Party aside, the Republican Party is completely different than it was. Oh sure. You know, pre-Trump, everything so. gets more and more extreme, but. You know, I think you go into the 60s, like, very basically, the party of civil rights and everything was still the Democrats, but this was still a country that was pro-war across the board. It's hard to say that that's actually ever really ended. It's just that 
now you associate more the military because of 9-11 and those wars and yeah. the cops and everything as all being right-wing things, yeah. you know? Yeah. But this and 68 really were very much like the Democrats control everything. Chicago is a Chicago is a yeah. democratic town. Totally. And yet Chicago goes so badly yeah. uh, on the back of this same event. By, yeah. the time, by the time 67 starts to wrap up after all of this happens, they're already planning the protest for the convention. Yeah. That doesn't totally relate to this. And I think that that's a slightly more famous event at this point oh, now totally. just because yeah. the trial is such a big deal and... Yeah. And, and maybe it, maybe it's just for us because we're there. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, it's hard to say. But it also just went so differently, right? Yeah. Like, you remember the Lincoln Memorial stuff. Um, but even we like, were like, I think this was that. Like, I think that was the yeah. same thing. But there was also, like, the March on Washington for Civil Rights, which was different. And, right, you right. know, at a different time. But, like, the Chicago events are catastrophic and and so singular so singular yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so i think it does stand out that way yeah and it forever kind of paints chicago in this bad light which it more or less deserves because of that event i mean like that's that's just fair like that chicago never really recovered from that and chicago wasn't a great place for race protests or anything else historically and i mean to the present day more it's better now but it's not it's still not great Yeah, yeah it's still not great but that's that's basically what then uh, takes place in Chicago is they have the convention that's the following August. Yep. And again, a lot of these same people are involved. They try to keel, still make it fun, which I think was nice because yeah. like the March on Washington is kind of fun. Like yeah, it's funny. Totally. Like it's it's a weird event, but it's yeah. like, you know, metaphysical and it's sort of absurd and yeah. you know, it's it's the war. It's and, just to know. get attention, which is exactly what this what right. protest should do. Bring attention to the uh, exactly. to the cause. And and the fact that like that uh, Hoffman and Rubin can steer the yippies into this. Yeah. When they're rel- like a relatively non-political group sort of to begin. Well, the hippies yeah. sort of are, and then they sort of spring out of that. Yeah. But hippies really aren't a super political group before this. Well, like, that was the idea that I was reading about is that it was Hoffman really that was trying to drive that group to a political purpose, right? right? You have this group of people with a similar, with a you know, cohesive set of beliefs, but not politically active and that his right. goal was to sort of mobilize that into political action. Right. Well, cause he'd already been involved in like the, the student nonviolent yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, coordinated committee. And I think he did some stuff with the, the Southern yeah. Christian leadership conference and like groups that were already protesting and things. Mm-hmm. But, but then, you know, the hippies really aren't on board with that exactly. And, yeah. You know, you already are at 67. It's the idea that, like, when people think of the 60s, this is what they think of. They don't think of the first six years. Like, they think of this part at the end when it really becomes hippies and protest and all of this stuff. But, yeah. But then when they get to the convention in Chicago... Uh, they they tried to nominate that pig to yeah. become president. Oh, yeah. Pegasus is great. Pegasus, it's a wonderful story, and yeah. like so, they're trying to still keep it fun, yeah. right? It's just that you know they tried to get permits. The permits keep getting denied. Uh, I, I think this is a pretty famous story. Like I yeah. don't know that there's yep. it's worth getting into all the details of, but like yep. they kept getting kicked out of parks. They're not allowed to kind of be anywhere, and then Daly just turns the cops on the protesters, and so everything goes to hell yeah. from there. But uh, Pegasus was arrested, which I, I never knew this. The I found pig? this out. That they arrested the pig. What? They arrested everybody, but they arrested the pig. Oh my god! Uh, everybody else had to post a bond, and the Chicago Humane Society had to take Pegasus. Oh. So I actually don't know what would have happened. I don't know what I couldn't find what happened to Pegasus. Did they put him in little pig handcuffs? I think I assume they did. I assume he was in handcuffs. I believe this was the end of his political career. Oh. <laughs> He might have tried to primary daily. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't think it worked. He would have had to live to 71. So I don't oh, think uh, I don't think that happened. That's but, phenomenal. Yeah. But that oh. was uh, that was how that wrapped up. Um, 
I think the one of the more famous images of the the Chicago protest that took place was when everybody climbs up on the General Logan statue. Yep. Because this is when I think the cops started really arresting people. Yeah. Like, they're mostly beating people up and moving people around, and you know, they kicked everybody out of Lincoln Park, and yep. so everybody came downtown. Yep. But Grant Park, right, in, right, the statue is right across from the Hilton, so all of the politicians are staying at the Hilton. Yep. And they, uh, they, there's all the pictures of the people climbing up on that statue. Yeah. Now, that statue is a block from where we live. Oh, yeah. And can you imagine climbing up on that oh, statue? it's huge. It ter- it's up on a hill, and yeah. it's huge. Like, it's terrifying. Yeah. And they said they were pulling people off the statue and arresting them, and, like, people were just breaking arms. And of course. Sa- that sounds like, oh, the cops are breaking their arms. I was like, no, you're up on that statue. That's, like, 20 feet in the air. Oh, like, yeah. That's, I don't even know how you get up there. No. Yeah. No. Oh, we should go home. We should try it. Uh, no. Oh, shit. I don't want to do that. Damn it. We have to bring a ladder. <laughs> and uh, and maybe you got to get a leg up. <laughs> we roll up with a ladder. A ladder and a tall guy. <laughs> Someone to help out. Uh, uh, but, so that's basically uh, yeah. the, the the March on Washington and the levitating the Pentagon story. Yeah, did, I think it would have been nice if they could have got that Pentagon up in the air. Did not levitate. They said it's Six and a half million square feet. It's <laughs> the Pentagon. Even if they... Uh, were able to, like, even if the cops weren't there, it would have taken 1,200 hippies around the outside. 1,200? Oh. Uh, 1,200 hippies go around the outside. Wow. That's what, that's what. <laughs> that's, that's just like the song. It's just like the Eminem song. Yeah. Um, that's what the article I read said. Wow. I can't validate that. We would have to go, so we'd have to go and then, like, one and then I, you, two and then I move to the other side and that's three and then you move. That's going to take us a while. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know how they would have even, uh, even accomplished such a thing. I mean, there were a lot of people there. It seems like they could have done yeah. it, but. Um, it was all the, the all the national, barricades. The national guard. The national guard was yeah, in the way. That's yeah. gonna be a problem. That's creating a whole separate layer. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think some people got arrested at the Pentagon too, didn't they? Oh, for sure. For trying to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were trying yeah. to get in. Yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of like beating up and arresting, and yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a. I remember reading. I didn't read it for this, but I, I did see. I ran across it. There's a pretty good oral history about all of this on the New York Times. I want to say. Oh. Because again, when I was researching about like, can this be done in a in a fictional way? I tried to find like more of these kind of things. And there were a lot of like, you know, people who were there and people on both sides of it with the guards yeah. and whatnot. And uh, and it was interesting. It painted an interesting picture. I've never read Armies of the Night, so I don't actually know how reliable that is. I've read Miami and the Siege of Chicago, and while it's a good representation, again, it's all from Mailer's point of view, and I believe Mailer gets arrested at both of these events. <laughs> so he doesn't see all of any of them. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's, you might be missing some stuff. Like, heard it was great. Uh, heard it was pretty cool. My so. cellmate was named Dave. <laughs> I think one of the stories is that he was arrested at the Pentagon, and then he had to, like, he got shipped back to the station or whatever, and he's in the, some van with, like, a Nazi. <laughs> like, just some, so Because I guess some maniac showed up sure, as well. Sure, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, uh, but hey, I you know I appreciate that he showed up. Me, my old pal Norman Mailer. He is not your pal. Yeah, we we met that one time. We were friends. <laughs> Norman Mailer was not a big fan of Joe. We didn't get along the one time we met. <laughs> yeah. But he was an old man, and I was a, I was a young punk kid. So I'm gonna give Mailer a pass. That's oh, not on me. That's okay. not on him. That's Joe's fault. <laughs> I that might be his fault. I don't know. <laughs> he was pretty grumpy. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. So Missouri. Here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not doing well. I'm not doing well. I guess we don't want to get into too too much of this. I didn't. I you, thought, you've I managed thought, to keep it together I here pretty well. Skate on by. I didn't want to just no. let it go. I, we we said about being your authentic we self. We did. You don't have to really explain we all the did. reasons if you don't want. But I'm not feeling uh, good. Here's what I'm not feeling good about. All right, uh-oh. here we go. Oh, here geez. we go. Oh, like no. I am not feeling good. So nope. we'll talk about government protests. <laughs> we'll talk about the fact that you know the government is restricting the rights of the women mm-hmm. in this country, much like they restricted the rights of 
of young men to not go to war. Not go to war. Draft. Right, right. Yeah. My body, my choice. Yeah. My body, I get to decide if it's in Vietnam and it's getting shot at. Exactly. My body, I get to decide whether or not I, I have a child. And you've already marched for this, so why is this still going on? <laughs> you know, I thought that... that I thought that like, would have solved it. That, like one or two times we marched, I thought that would cover but it. But you went but to Washington. You were there. I did. I yeah. was there. Yeah. Well, so at the time, it was just a general, like, we're not cool with what's happening. But now, we've overturned Roe v. Wade and things are very bad. They're yeah. very bad. Joe makes fun of me because I get a newsletter to my inbox every day about the state of abortion in the country. That is too much darkness to deal with every single day. <laughs> but I learn a lot. No, I, I mean, it's good lot. to be informed. Yeah. It's good to be informed. Yeah. I just feel like I need to like get up real slow. You know, I need to ease <laughs> into the day. And you were barreling into the day with that. That's, that, is, that is too much. So, uh, Is there any talk of maybe getting the gang back together and trying to maybe march on Washington again? The gang, the like, however The million many people that were there, people yeah. Were there. yeah. yeah. Um, Have you heard anything? But, is no, I mean, there are... So you don't get a newsletter about that? It's so weird. There are there have been, like, pro-choice marches and blah, 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 but they're just not as big. Mm. And this is also what makes me sad is because I feel like people aren't as engaged as they used to be. Yeah. And uh, I, we need, like, a, we need another big event, but... Uh, I think I've got it. Yeah. Do you think... If again, in the idea that you know marches are getting a little stale, yeah. the pandemic was hard. People didn't want to march. Was hard. People yeah. don't want to march. You don't want to be that close to that mm-hmm. many people. But is it time you get it together now? Couple that yeah. with the sixty-seven march idea. Yep. Is it time to levitate and destroy the Washington Monument because it's so phallic? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. What I would, although I would pivot that, mm. I would levitate and destroy the Supreme Court. Because that is really the cause of all of these issues yeah, right now. I mean, that's fair. But I don't. What the, I? I mean, the Supreme Supreme Court building. Let's not advocate for the death of the Supreme. Oh Court. no! Like I only need. I only yeah. need the conservative justice to be there. Like we'll oh keep God. Sotomayor and and our this does, Elena Kagan. This she still seems like the FBI is going to come to our door after this episode. Oh. Look, I can't <laughs> levitate anything, so I don't. Yeah. I don't have. I'm that just trying to levitate like. myself off the couch most days, <laughs> especially here in Branson. <laughs> Finding reasons to get outside. We had a hard time levitating out of the hot tub the other night. <laughs> That's true. So look at it. I think symbolically it would be a great thing if they just lev- you levitate the Washington Monument. You see, well, you see, the men are flying too close to the sun again. <laughs> the problem, and we'll put it right back down. The problem is that men, it's Republicans. It's still men. No, it, it is men and women. It is. It is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. White women. White. <laughs> Republican women are the worst. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, you, look, I was ready to skate out of this I episode know. without covering this. I you liked, brought it up. I liked the idea of knitting the two things together. That was my idea, and then I thought we could get out. And no. then you then talked about potentially murdering people. No, I don't want to murder them. I want to destroy them. Oh That's my god! Different. Oh no! So do you want to take the Constitution and rip it up? No. Oh no! Because the Constitution says I should have some rights. Oh. And and unfortunately, the Republicans don't believe that because I have a vagina. Look, here we are. You brought it up. I've had. One Bud Light Lime. We're here to talk about it. You know what? Bud Light Lime goes right to the brain. (laughs) That's what they say. So, (laughs) squirt a little lemon in there. Bud Light's bright. (laughs) That's just true. I have so many feelings. All right. So, before we commit any more heavy treason, let's get out of here. (laughs) What do you say we wrap this up? Uh, Republicans. Oh my god! I, oh, no, I hope to. We have a long uh, ways to go on this road, so hopefully we're going to uh, record episodes in other states yeah. that will maybe uh, end in slightly less dark ways. I brought us to this. And you I'm did. Sorry. I'm not yeah. doing well. I apologize. We can go back to the time when I met Norman Miller. <laughs> How badly that went. We cannot do well together. That sounds great. Yeah, that's that's all good. <laughs> it went really bad. It did go bad. Yeah. We don't need the details of that. Ah, oh, son of a bitch! You made me talk about all that. It was It just wasn't bad. It was a bad interaction. It was like 15 years ago, and then he subsequently died. Like, <laughs> and I think I might be to blame. Like he was. He was grumpy. It was bad. 
No, it just wasn't. It was nothing. It, it's nothing like uh, like our high end, you know, theories for how to save America, which I think <laughs> I think is legit. This is just me gr- grousing about the one time I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, <laughs> and I went to Norman Mailer's house. Yeah, that's fair. The fun part is me and uh, Reed, who appeared in the Visitors to Nova Scotia, yep. both independently without discussing it, took pictures of Norman Mailer's toilet <laughs> because we somehow thought that would be great, a great thing to have. And then later we framed it and gave it to like one of our teachers in the program. <laughs> that's a true story. Oh, uh, all right. I think that's enough. Okay. Uh, hot tub time? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. Thanks, everybody. Bye. This has been It Happened One Year. Please find us on social media and let us know your age, sex, location. And all you kiddies, remember to lay off the needle drugs. The only dope worth shooting is Richard Nixon. You laugh now. You laugh now, but that's five years in jail. Wait a minute. You ain't gonna be laughing.